0: Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Hey, Jim Rant listeners, we'd love to connect with our audience. Please be sure to visit our website at thegymrant.com. Again, thegymrant.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at thegymrant. Please feel free to leave us a voicemail with any ideas you might have for future episodes or even if you want to leave us a mini rant yourself. That number is 916-365-2528. Once again, 916-365-2528. You can also contact us by email via our website at thegymrant.com. Thank you for tuning in and Rant on. Well, hello, Jim Rant listeners. Oh, my God. How long has it been? This is absolutely nuts. I believe this podcast started back in 2018, ran strong 2019. Of course, hit some brick walls with different things with COVID and shutdowns and open the broken mortar business running that. Um, you know, I let, there was little time y'all to get, to, it was hard to get content out. As you can probably hear, this is another rant while driving. Uh, it was hard enough to get uh, content out uh, pre pandemic and uh, uh, running multiple businesses and multiple business endeavors. Uh, I am by no means rich. If I was rich uh, by running multiple business and have my hand in multiple things, I would have paid somebody else to have been doing that and running it for me, so I could just concentrate on fun things like a podcast and buying studio equipment. Uh, so when you hear people like myself or anybody else saying, oh, super busy running multiple business hands in multiple things, where it's the hopes that we'll one day be successful, but it's in no way a brag. Uh, in fact, it's sometimes embarrassing to have to admit that we're, that we're spread thin because we can't afford to pay someone else to do what, <laughs> other things, you know, or we could, but that means we invest less in the business anyway 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 i know i know on with the fucking rant listen gang there's going to be a multiple topics uh this season is i guess you could call it for gym rants Uh, a lot of these will be during driving a lot of these will be you know sitting back in front of a condenser microphone i don't know but it's as content can go up but i i've been away from it for a while just to let you guys know for those of you that were wondering yes our business did survive covid not the gym rant uh i'm not talking about the gym rant podcast this is extra bonus fun uh free time stuff I don't make money doing this not a di- not a dime it's a good place to come and vent but our brick and mortar gym business survived COVID. Uh, i mean define surviving though right i mean what, what does that even mean when i say survive meaning we still have our building we still have our equipment uh we didn't shut down we still have some clients and i can open my doors tomorrow i am in no way shape or form without wounds without i'm still bleeding out of some of them i've i've got self-made sutures on my wounds i'm still bleeding out from an artery in a lot of different places but but I'm surviving. I've super glued myself together enough and my wife and I have super glued the business together enough uh, during shutdowns and COVID and political shutdowns and all kinds of mandate bullshit crap uh, enough and pivoted our model enough to where we are still around, which is more than a lot of businesses can say, which is more than a lot of major big box brick- and mortar uh, places can say so I feel very blessed that we were able to make it through it so enough on that just in case you were wondering hell yeah we're not a victim nor will we ever have been a victim and we are not going anywhere uh, you know uh, doesn't mean I'm not burned out but I'll tell you what this pandemic, this new gym atmosphere These new gym pivots All these different things uh, Different gurus coming out Saying how they're gonna sh- to Save your business uh, How things have pivoted To online oh, wow, is bullshit Gave, gave eh, All this time away And seeing how the industry Is quote unquote Changing Which I don't fucking think it is I think people are just Full of shit Okay I uh, has given me A lot of bullet point topics to rant on in the future, and I cannot wait to dive into them. Some of the things to look forward to, I guess what you would call this season on the gym rant, is going to be gym gurus, these gurus that swear they can help you with leads to convert to an online business to save your gym, to do other, shut the fuck up. only catch is they want your money up front. They want a business owner who is struggling money up front because they have a guaranteed system that'll work. Well, let me ask you something, motherfucker. And again, this is what I'm ranting on today. This is a topic for another time. But let me ask you something, motherfucker, guru. Okay, Jim. Jim person out there with all the marketing answers, with all the lead generation funnel answers, with all the sales tax, all the shit. Super fucking tell you of the million dollar fucking answer. Oh, this tax is if it's applied, right, it works. If it's applied, right, it works. Oh, fuck yourself. Tell you what. If, you, if, if your model works so great, let's say you're going to charge me three grand up front and you swear I'm going to make 10 grand, well, I'm here to fucking tell you, motherfucker, if I'm going to make 10 grand, how about I pay you 6 grand? The only catch is, I'm not going to pay you 3 grand up front. If you can find a sucker to pay you 3 grand up front for your guaranteed method to make 10 grand, and you're so confident it's guaranteed 10 grand at the end of it, how about I don't pay you shit up front and I will double what your upfront expectation would be. How much faith do you have in your product now, motherfucker? Yeah, exactly. And I'll tell you what. I've talked to Gym Launch. I've talked to... I've talked to... Uh, God, God, who else is there? Um, oh, geez, they're all skipping my head now. Uh, 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 oh, g- <laughs> they have stupid names too. So, so the real famous one is... Um, there's Jim launch. There's other one called uh, WeSaveGyms.com or some bullshit like that, or GymLeads.com. There's other ones uh, um, uh, that uh, oh my gosh, they're gonna come to my head. I'm I'm ranting, so so they're, they're all falling out. But I'll tell you what, I I, I I I get ten to fifteen emails per day per day from these fucking gurus that swear that they have the answers to save my gym from COVID shutdowns, from all this other shit. They have million, millions of dollars in answers and decades of experience, combined experience with all the professionals that are behind them. But none of them are willing to put their money where their mouth is. They always tell me, uh, oh, well, I'm, I'm giving you, you know $20,000 in city value for only three grand. Well, if that was true, one, you're an idiot because you just turn around and do it yourself. And make twenty grand over twenty grand over twenty grand. So one, you're full of shit. Because I'm telling you, I'll go ahead and pay you six, seven, eight grand. If my profit's going to be twenty grand, I'll go ahead and pay you seven to eight grand. The only difference is I don't want to pay you three thousand up front because guess what? We're struggling. You're marketing to a bunch of people that are struggling, and you expect us to go out there and find three thousand fucking dollars to have faith in you like you're Jim Christ. Like you're the fucking savior of gyms and you're taking advantage of people in emotional moments. Anyways, that's a rant for another time, but it pisses me off. I want to fucking strangle them all because it's bullshit. They're full of fucking shit. If they had that much faith in their ability to run your business, then any person that's business minded and money driven and profit driven would go to a guy like me, would come to a guy like me and say, well, wait a minute. You're actually willing to pay me triple Double or triple what I'm asking for on the front end, as long as I can guarantee you results. I'll tell you right now, I know I'm able to walk across the street. If I went to someone and said, Hey, pay me two grand, I'll walk across the street, and they said, Listen, I don't trust you. Um, I'll pay you six grand if you can prove to me that you'll walk across the street successfully. I'll go, Oh, fuck, shit, watch me. And I'll walk across the street because I have that much faith in my fucking ability to walk across the street. Right now, If I said I can magic myself across the street Before they blink I might be able to find two fucking idiots And they'll pay me that fucking two grand But most people are going to go Hmm yeah. Nope. Sorry. Yeah. No. Not. Yeah. Exactly. Well. Wrong. To. Anyways. So I'm gonna move on from that. <laughs> but sub- subject. Subject to that, everyone's swearing that that gyms are dead. That oh, they're going away forever. They'll never return. People will stop going to gyms. Uh, you know, everything's on. Everything's online now. Everything's pivoting online. Well, let me tell you something. You know, Dick Force. Okay. For one you can't, and the comparison has been, oh, look at the car industry, car industry and hotel industry, you know, Airbnb, the taxi industry, Uber, um, the car industry, you know, Carvana and, and all these other things online and blah, 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 and everything else like that. And, you know the, the gym industry is going to follow suit. The gy- oh yeah, it's the same thing. Well, oh, uh, oh online dating. Look at online dating. That's my favorite comparison. I'll fucking get into that here in a second. Well, let me ask you something, fucking dick fours and dick wads. Okay, that are that are saying that. For one, okay, let us let, take your fucking examples. Okay, car, car let, Let's take the let's take car dealerships because everyone can pretty pretty much relate to that. Here is where. That makes almost sense when it comes to an online presence with cars but let me but let me tell you something have you seen car dealerships go away have they gone anywhere they're still in every fucking corner inventory is still needed a distribution center is still needed at the end of the day if if you're an idiot that can be talked into features on a fucking car without seeing it touching it smelling it, driving it if you have that much fucking faith In a fucking vehicle and a brand, and you don't want to touch it, smell it, taste it, that you know what? You're right. You can fucking do everything online. But for cars, you still need to go fuck... For the most, people still want to see the fucking car they're getting. They still want to see... Look up the studies of how many people sent a car back. How many fucking returns on that there have been. It's fucking ridiculous. Right? The amount of claims. Okay. So here, here is what online has done for cars. The sharkiness, okay, of that fucking used car salesman mentality. I can understand why people want to avoid that. Uh, the getting pre-approved online, no more no more need to say, which I always knew was bullshit from the time I was 18 when I sat down on some, well, let me sit down, I'm going to draw a figure on a piece of paper here. Uh, here's what you want to spend, here's what you need your monthly payments to be, and if I can get you right here, do we have a deal today? Do we have a deal? Get the fu- that shit died. Fucking and I don't want to date myself, but well over 20 years ago. Okay, get the fuck out of here. Okay, at the end of the day, it's a mathematical equation. What's your credit score? What do you qualify for? How long are you going to finance something for? And based on your interest rate, here's where you can anticipate to be. Now, do you want gap insurance? Do you want the extended warranty? Add that on the loan. How much do you want to put down? Add that. All that shit. You don't need to be a good fucking salesperson. To figure that out. You just got, and I failed algebra, okay? Uh, Everyone, yeah, and I work with financials every fucking day. Scary, huh? Well, I'm telling you, because I know when, what is good profit, what's bad profit, the length of a return. It's simple mathematical equations, okay? So when, so when it comes to that, so when, so when, hopefully you can still hear that. My phone was ringing, I'm using my device to record here. So when that happens, when that happens, okay, so uh, what was I saying? Oh, anyways, okay, so that is where it's been good. When I bought my last truck, I bought Dodge 2500, I literally went to an offer that was on, uh, through, through my credit card company, through my credit union. Uh, it said what I qualified for. I looked at the interest rate. It then gave me a list of cars that were local near me. I literally pushed a button. And I went to the dealership and I fucking picked it up. Now when I got there, there were two ass wipes that tried to tell me that that wasn't what I could get, whatever. And oh well, well, for, well you know that that uh, that that truck that you picked, since it's been posted with that VIN number, we went ahead and added this trim and this stereo and that. I said it's not my fucking problem. Rip it out of there, then. They said, well, well, we already paid someone to put it in, so we don't want to pay someone to rip it out. I said, not my fucking problem. Now, so that is where online has helped. The industries, uh, consumers, and consumers of the industry uh, uh, of, of car dealerships. But the car dealership was still needed. And when I got there, I, I did agree to, hey, Give me the extended warranty. It was like 3600 bucks. I bought it. Uh, an unlimited mile warranty for 100 150,000 miles. So I, I bought the extended warranty. So, so that they were able to upsell me on, but that was because I chose it. I knew it. I knew what I could pre-qualify for. So I didn't need to sit there and play a fucking game with them like they were doing me some fucking favor. I already knew, did the research on my own, and I went, right? Now, I did want to know... Uh, things on examples like, and I swear I have a point here. All. I'm not just sitting here talking about cars. I'm just using it as the example. I wanted to know uh, tow capacity. I wanted to know about different oil stuff. So I talked to their service department, their tech tech department. What 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 type of oil should I be using? What are these cars known for? Hey, look, uh, high level, what do you usually see people in here complaining about? What on this truck should, should I change? Just like when I buy a motorcycle, I'm like, everyone's like, hey, look, the first thing you want to do is change out the chain on that dirt bike. The ones that they come with their shit, right? Those are things you only find out by going in physically and talking to the people that work with those vehicles or with that device or with that uh, with that product or with that thing every day, right? My online app and pre-qualification process did not have any of that knowledge. So you're seeing the benefits and disadvantages with doing everything online when it comes to the car industry. Talking to the sales rep, oh, people complain about this, or when everyone test drives them, everyone notices this blind spot, or you're going to want to change out these tires. Oh, and just so you know, you put bigger tires and rims on there, it's going to fool your speedometer. Those are things that you learn only by going in and a good call them a salesman now. I don't really call these guys salesmen, they're solutions people or 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 vehicle subject matter experts. I would stop even calling them salespeople because you don't need them to fucking sell anymore. These things sell themselves, right? People are pre-qualified before they walk in anyway. So again, as everyone said, car dealerships were going away. How did that fucking work out for them? Didn't work. Didn't work. Let, 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 uh, let let's go to let's go to some other things, right? Let's go to my perfect one. Everyone is comparing. Uh, fitness and gyms being dead to online dating—that you can just get an app now and have a personal trainer in your pocket. You're just gonna go uh, watch a YouTube video, and you're gonna be able to go to the gym. You're just gonna—you're just gonna do uh, home gym solutions and buy the right equipment, and then just just do do a trainer online. Blah 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 blah. Uh, horse shit and complete crap. Let, let me tell you something. All online dated dating has done and has proven to do is act as an icebreaker. Let me tell you something, if you were never a good wingman, wingwoman, good in public, going out to the bar, striking up on conversation, online dating has done nothing but prolong the inevitable. And the inevitable is at some point, at some point you have to physically engage in interactions with people in person, like physically. So all you've done is prolonged it. Maybe you got what your favorite fucking color was out of the way. But if you're a socially awkward person, if you have no game as a guy or no game as a girl or a fucking goldfish or whatever the fuck you identify with, okay? If you have no game and are socially awkward and and don't like the way you look or the way your hair falls and you're uncomfortable meeting someone for the first time, whether it's for the first that's always in person. You're always going to meet someone for the first time in, in in person. So yeah, he might he might know that your favorite fish is a fucking betta fish now or something or, or, or I don't know. I've never gotten that in depth in conversations over fucking digital platforms. I think it's pathetic to be honest with you. No offense to, to those at you because I know most people are not like me. So I'm probably offending more people than I am going to have people agreeing with me. But I'm telling you right now uh, that online dating only prolongs the inevitable right swiping left and swiping right has a great dopamine release like you're in control of something like you're some badass that can oh and look i just got a match so you've now put up a picture and and here's what's been proven you've now uh, with online dating you've now put up a picture that is the from the best angle and the best lighting and the best filter and the best everything else you are not confident in that picture not really now that you found a match You found a match for someone that likes the best angle, the best lighting, and the best filter. And then you're gonna and 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 let's just say that. And you start up on conversation. Guess what? You gotta go meet in person. So so all that texting confidence, um, you know, barrier confidence, digital platform confidence, all that goes out the fucking window. And guess what? You're gonna get in a social environment. And in a physical environment that you're still awkward in, no matter how many fucking plenty of fish, Tinder, fucking Rumble, bullshit, whatever. Well, no matter what you, what platform you've used, Facebook, Instagram, I don't fucking know, don't care. At some point, you're gonna have to meet in person, and you are going to be just as awkward and just as insecure. And all you've done is prolong the inevitable. And wasted a bunch of fucking time fucking around on an app and fucking around online when you could have used it as a really cool icebreaker to go, hey, do you want to meet tonight? Great. When I was dating before my wife, and I was using these new fucking app platforms, right? And they had changed a lot between my ex-wife, and my wife. Okay, so uh, I, I, I was always great. We're met. Let's. What are you doing tonight? What are you doing tomorrow? Do you like I, the, the, what do you like to do? For my, like, I don't like this digital shit. Let's go out and meet in person. I'm an extrovert. I meet people in person. I run a fucking crowd. I walk in a room. People fucking know it. Just call it arrogant, call it whatever. I've always been fucking good at it. i spoke spoken in front of thousands of people. The more them fucking merrier, right? That's a gift. Okay. I get that. I understand not everybody's like that. But at the same time, you, you've got to be able to be coached to learn people's skills, the what I'm getting at, y'all, is the more you're in a public environment, the more you're in a situation where you have to practice and hone the social skills, the better you get. Doing it digitally does not hone those skills. It's a great introductory. It's supplemental to what you should already be doing. It's supplemental to date. Dating apps are supplemental to dates, and to the dating scene. Dating apps are supplemental to social interaction. Get it? Dating apps are supplemental to initial introductions. Either way, you have to have an initial introduction. It's a great icebreaker. But at the end of the day, you should be practicing and honing your social, physical, in-person interaction skills. Because if not, you're gonna forever be socially awkward and not know how to interface in person in public. So the longer you spend in a pretend world, the less you're the, the less advantage you're going to have, the less talented and the less skilled you're gonna have in an environment where you have to physically put it into action. Online fitness is the same fucking thing. Everything I just said can be applied and should be applied and is applicable to the gym. You can download as much coaching apps as you want. You can have as many group fitness fucking Zoom calls as you want. You can watch as many fucking scrunch butt yoga, uh, Instagram fucking models that pick up a five pound weight and, 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 and get the right angle. And they make breathing sounds like... It's all fucking pretend. They're not exerting themselves. In fact, they already fucking look like that. And they got fake asses and fake titties. And they got the shark fucking print fucking scrunch butt fucking TikTok leggings on. You know, give me a fucking break. Okay? At the end of the day, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You can set up a camera and a big gigantic TV screen and get personal training one-on-one through a fucking app. And that coach can never, ever, ever physically be there to correct your form effectively and efficiently. It could be a great intro into fitness. I wouldn't even recommend it as an intro into fitness. That's too fucking dangerous. In my professional opinion, that is too fucking dangerous. I would never recommend someone just breaking into fitness, have someone watch them from billions or thousands or hundreds of miles away through a fucking app on a goddamn phone and try to coach them to to exercise correctly. They're going to get fucking hurt. And not that in a, in a in a in an in-person environment you're gonna catch them if they fall or do things that would be effectively inappropriate for an insurance claim or something like that those of you in the in the in the business know what i'm talking about you know, every situation is a call for a physical touch or, or catch but yeah if someone's if someone's gonna drop a bar or drop a weight there's certain actions that you take to avoid that suggestion if someone's doing bad form you can correct them and show them better form in person from a 360-degree angle. And I don't give a fuck if you have a 360-degree camera. It's not good enough. I need to be able to walk 360 degrees around my clients. I want my clients walking 360 degrees around me. I want to ask appropriately, hey, is it okay if I touch you right here on your back? Okay, great. Okay, I'm going to press here because I want you to lower that shoulder blade. Okay, great. Right? You know, I can I can put those things into motion. You can't do Okay, hold on. Lower your, lower that. No, hold on. Have you seen It's a fucking shit show. Okay, no, no, no. Straighten up your elbow. No, no, no. Lower your elbow. Oh, fuck. I couldn't imagine you doing it effectively. And, and there's going to be a bunch of you out there. Oh, you, well, you just can't do it right. Oh, there's skills. There's there's things you do. There's trainings you can do. Oh, oh, you're, just, you're just a naysayer. Blah, blah, blah. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Just like you will never, ever effectively have a good physical relationship and physical interaction without meeting somebody uh, that you've met online in person. To have a physical sexual attraction, and go to the next level, uh, get married—all that stuff, bullshit, bullshit. I'm talking about the rule, not the fucking exception. Okay, because there's exceptions of every. I'm talking about the rule. Without actually meeting in person, you will not effectively coach, and cannot effectively coach. Without being there in person, you cannot be an effective student or learner of uh, breaking into fitness. Not really. Not 100% effectively without actually stepping into a gym, physically putting your hand on this equipment, being around others that are using it, being coached by someone to watch your form. You will never, ever really advance. You will not. Now, I will say it's a great supplementation, right? It's a great supplementation of what you're doing. If there's people I'm coaching, right? There's clients that I have now. I'll, I'll use uh, things like Juice Fit app or something like that. I'll say, hey, I'm going to send you your workouts through the Juice Fit, Fit app. Um, you know, I have my own app for my own business, but I'll, I'll use that one. I'm like, hey, oh, you're going to be in Mexico for a week? Okay, great. I'm going to send you your things. That It shows me their progress. So they can click it on, things like that. But that's supplemental. That is supplemental. And they've already had an intro into fitness. They've already worked with me. They've already been shown how to do these exercises for the most part. And let's face it, the goal of every trainer or coach should always be to get your clients to where they don't fucking need you anymore. And if if I've gotten you to a point where you are taking my classes online, okay, you don't fucking need me anymore. I'm just going to flat out fucking say it. Unless you actually need that scheduling, you need that thing, you like the environment, you like my culture, you you like that, then that's great. And I will charge a very nominal, nominal fee for that service because it can be broadcasted everywhere. But from a full-blown training coaching perspective, if you are able to get an efficient and effective workout based on the things that I put together remotely and digitally, and I'm able to make a living off of that, I'm a fucking crook. I'm just gonna flat out say it because fitness shouldn't be online. It just shouldn't. It's not effective. It's not. Not unless you found a niche. I'm sure if Kim Kardashian and all her booty cheeks were holding an online class, she's gonna get a bunch of fucking people that want to do it for the culture, the experience, and the novelty of it all. I think that's fantastic, but it's supplemental. It's a cool treat. It's a funny thing. You are not. I am not going to guarantee your results. Take, taking shit online. I, look, the whole world is get the. The whole point is to get the world off the couch. I get it. If it gets people off the couch, it's great. And, 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 but, but swearing that you're going to make a million dollars doing it and get, re- I just, I think it's bullshit. I think it's supplemental. Now, do I think gyms should have some form of option for it? Sure. Um, I'm still waiting for a company to come out with something that is one affordable. Cause I'm not gonna fucking pay it, it, it. To me, I don't see. So what I'm getting at is, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for a company to white label and sell pre-canned, pre-canned online workouts for fractions of pennies on the dollar. Okay, of uh, basically an online library, an on-demand library of, of of exercise routines and things that I can plug into my brand. Now these do exist today but they want two three four thousand dollars a month for it and I'm going fuck you I'll get in front of a camera and do a fucking push up kiss my fucking ass <laughs> like I they, give me a fucking break it needs to be pennies on the uh, pennies there's not enough they're, and all the clients that I have today I've even mentioned I'm like hey guys if I made videos if I did this they're like uh, well one sounds kind of dumb Two, we we don't want that because we like coming in and it just shows that see. People that want, and this is another reason why gyms aren't dead. People that want in-person shit, which is the majority, want in-person shit. I even asked them, well, would you use it supplemental? They're like, no. Like literally 98% of my clients said no. They said no. Flat out said no. And I asked why. I said, can you please, I said, I said, the whole industry is saying that there should be some form of online presence and my app, my custom branded created app for, for, for my business where everyone RSVPs for their classes can shop for things, all that stuff has the ability to do video on demand workouts. I have the platform and I don't use it. I pay for it. All my billing, software, pl- everything goes through this thing. And I've asked and no one ever asked, hey, how come there's no on-demand videos? There's a section on the app where you can click on it and it's blank. No one ever fucking asked for it. No, Nobody. I've never had a client come and request it. So I, I held a, a basically a client town hall, said, hey, we're thinking about um, you know adopting some similar models uh, i don't know if you guys have seen how nine round works but basically uh the, the workouts are pre pre done they are it out in station i'm thinking about doing that in the mornings and then if people still want in person stuff doing that uh and then also implementing a a a type of um uh you know online presence options and one the feedback was 99 or 98%, was like 98.9% of all clients said they will never use the on demand fitness stuff at home in front of a TV. And with my app, if you have a smart TV or YouTube or anything like that, you, you you click on my app, you click on the video, and you click share to your TV, whether it's through AirPlay or through YouTube, it will broadcast the workout to your goddamn big screen TV. So you will have me in your living room. Nobody fucking wanted it. And I said, wow, am I that ugly? <laughs> We're like, well, no, no, we like coming in. And I said, okay. What about if, if, if um, uh, between the hours of 4 a.m. and noon, um, or or 4 a.m. and one, uh, you came in here? The stations were written out. There was a video monitor screen inside the facility, um, and and there was ten stations pre-set up. They were they were uh, two minutes a, a a piece with like 45 seconds of active rest in between. Gave you a good 30 to 45 minute workout, and it changed every day. It changed every day. I was, I'm able to remotely, you know, do this. And they're like, well, yeah, I guess we would do that. But no, we like being coached, right? So basically what it was, was I received more feed, uh, better feedback on some, some type of, some type of fitness solution where I wasn't present, but they still came into a physical brick and mortar business, right? Then I did. With have giving giving them the ability to do my program anywhere. No one wanted to do it everywhere. No one wanted that, right? So when I get these gurus calling me and shit and telling me, "Oh, this is the way of the future." So it's me a million dollar. Like fuck off. That's the to me. That's the exception, not the rule, because I already have the platform. I've put it out. I put it on my community sites here and uh, here in what I call the in between. I live in an area that's in between Sacramento and San Francisco, and I call every town in between um, the (laughs) in-between. In fact, I was thinking about starting a new podcast called the in-between, right? Because the Fairfield, Dixon, Davis, Woodland, Vacaville, uh, all these areas between Sacramento and San Francisco are like in-between little towns, right? And no one from the in-between, right? No one from the in-between and even beyond said that they wanted it. And I don't know if I just live in a more conservative area. People aren't, aren't that scared of COVID. I, I don't fucking know what it is. But no one wanted online workout shit. And I was not make it cheap. An online like, subscription was going to be like $3 a month. Like something just incremental like... I, you know, I tell people. You know, they're like, "Well, try charging thirty, forty dollars for it because it diminishes your value. If you charge forty dollars for it, I guarantee you, you're going to make more money. More people are going to want it because it shows value, shows you take yourself seriously." I'll oh, go fuck off. Man, Planet Fitness has got it for five fucking bucks. Fuck off. I don't like hearing that bullshit. Maybe if you make a fucking name for yourself, you can charge forty dollars per fucking session. I was talking about having like three to five dollars per month. Uh. Uh, and, um, or, or like $3 per week, whatever it was going to be. Something very novice where you would be able to download my app. I don't care if you were in fucking North Korea. If you downloaded my app, you'd be able to do my program, my workouts and have me in your living room. Nobody fucking wanted it. It wasn't a diminished value. Some people said yes, but not enough to where I wanted to go out on a limb, invest in marketing this type of solution and talk about it. Whether I was going to charge $30 per month. $300 per month or $3 or $0.30 per month. It just did not. It did not. And every trade show that I've been to, every URSA study, everything that I've shown, I see people that are selling these solutions say it's the greatest thing in the world, but not one fucking client or one person saying, that sounds like an awesome thing for me. I can't wait to get in front of my phone. Nobody wants it. Nobody wants it, and if they do, it's supplemental. Now, I've looked up um, cool, like uh, uh, YouTube videos, like um, average hotel gym equipment. You know, uh, uh, creative exercises that you can do. I've I've looked up things like that, like when I'm traveling. That's a great supplemental thing to what I do. But there's always like a a purple place. Time about Planet Fitness or a or or an Anytime Fitness or something really close by to me. So if my hotel doesn't have a good gym, I just fucking go there. People people that are serious about fitness will do that. And so for, for for studios like mine or big box gyms or or anything like that that are thinking that going online is the answer, one the general public or the general people that sign up for a boot camp or sign up for a gym membership are not serious enough to where they are going to make sure they have that feasibility in their pocket or on the road or a supplement. They're not going to do it because they're not serious like most gym rats. The people that keep the lights on in the gym are the same people that keep the lights on in the casino. It's the people who lose. I'm not saying people that are gym members are losers. What I'm saying is it's the masses that don't go. And that don't shine. So take your take your jackpot winners, being the people that are in super phenomenal good shape, and 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 the juice tart at the end, where every guy goes, man, I really want to look like that fucking juice tart, right? Th- those are your jackpot winners, right? Their singular memberships do not keep the lights on in that gym, nor do they keep people coming back to the gym, okay? Whereas in a casino, it's all the people losing the onesie, twosie, two z, three hundred, four hundred five five hundred dollars or nickel slots they're constant losing they're keeping those free drinks flowing so it's the people not getting results and the people not going to the gym that is keeping that gym promotion going getting you the free t-shirts uh keeping the lights on and the air conditioning running in the gym which is why we saw so many gyms fail during the pandemic because people that were serious about fitness went out and bought fitness equipment they went out and started hiking hills they sought something out right People that quit their gym memberships during the pandemic suddenly realized they had gym memberships. Everyone thought they were going to lose their job. Everyone thought they were going to lose their job, so they they quit their cable, not their internet. Not their internet, that's a lifeline. They quit their cable. They shut down uh, unneeded over the uh, uh, streaming services, but kept the ones that they they watched the most time, because how else were you going to entertain yourself, right? They bought lots of booze. They canceled their Pilates memberships, their yoga memberships, their gym memberships, their reoccurring um a winery memberships, their country club, their golf members, anything that had a reoccurring or reoccurring cost, even. Even grocery store memberships, where you got free de- free deliveries, or excuse me, or priority access to certain things, um, like the different um, retail shopping center stuff, everyone quit these memberships because they said, "Well, it's not necessary. It's non." Uh, um, uh, uh, what, what are they essential? Not essential, okay? Which who's dying? Who's dying from COVID? The morbidly obese, the sick, the healthy? The exactly, exactly. Yeah, gyms are are essential. But think about it. The only—I'm telling you right now—the only reason your—if you have a gym that shut down near you—the only reason that that facility shut down, the only reason that facility shut down—it's it, okay. Let me put it this way. Let me paint a different picture. Holy shit, gang! There is a a car with a pink metallic wrap. I, I wish I could film this and show you. Sorry, uh, squirrel. That was one of the coolest things. I've ever seen. Maybe it's like a Mary Kay vehicle. Maybe that's what they're doing now. Anyway, so uh, like the gym that shut down near you, The gym that shut down near you, okay? The gym that shut down near you, I guarantee you I guarantee you that if they were to open the doors tomorrow and they had everybody back If they had everybody back that used to actually go and attend, they would still be out of business Think about that for a minute. I'm going to pause for five seconds. I'm going to say it one more time. I guarantee you that the gym that shut down near you, if they were to open the doors tomorrow and be guaranteed the reoccurring membership fees of of the people who went on a regular basis, they would not take that risk and they would not open their doors again. And they would still be out of business. Why is that? It's because gyms have always, 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 again, always made their money off donations. Huh? Not real donations. It's Donations is a derogatory term for people who pay for a gym membership that never use it. They're donors. They donate their money. Every single month to something that they never use. To to help promote an environment for other people to look bitching in. And look awesome in. And get healthy. They donate to that cause. Every single month. This is why gyms shut down. It's not because... Because I'll tell you right now. Most of us that loved our gyms. That love an environment. Love that place so fucking... Those of us that went regularly. Love that place so much that if we were to received an email saying... Please, we will survive this shutdown if you just leave your $40 a month membership, your $10 a week, $40 per month membership active. We swear we can survive this and we will be here for you when you get back. Those who went regularly would have said, fuck yeah, you got my support. If they were able to, if they were still working, were able to work from home, didn't get laid off. you know. Because I'm telling you right now, people don't quit the gym because they got laid off. People don't quit the gym because they couldn't work from home. People quit the gym because it was well. That's just what we do right now. It's a pandemic, and we can't go, so we're just going to quit our membership. So fuck that business owner, right? And I'm not saying you should not be you should be paying for something you don't use. But I'm telling you right now, with someone who who, who supports small business, supports gyms, and I have there's a gym that I loved that, that shut down. If they would have sent me an email saying, "Hey, if you just leave your membership open uh, at half the rate, we, we can survive this thing. We'll be here when you get back," I would have paid them even though I wasn't able to use it, even though I, even though I wasn't able to use it, but most people aren't like that. You get what I'm getting at, gang? You get, you get, you're picking up what I'm putting down, okay? So for that exact reason, this is why online fitness doesn't work. Now, I didn't say it wasn't profitable, (laughs) So switching gears real quick, phone was ringing again. So switching gears real quick, real quick, Anya. Um, to that point, if you don't care about anything but profit, the online fitness industry can be good because remember that three dollar remember that three dollar um, example I gave you about charging $3 for reoccurring stuff. Now, the reason why a lot of studios got to charge anywhere between $79 to $120 per month uh, is because of overhead expenses and paying other coaches and doing all this other stuff. I will tell you right now that just like the donor model and Big Box Gyms, if you can get enough donors to subscribe to your app or subscribe to your program for, let's say, $1.99 per month, but you are not limited by the bounds of your community. And that could go global. Do, do yourself a quick quick math, mathematical analogy. If you can do half of a percent of a population in each state. A fraction of a percent of that population. Then times that number you get by $1.99 per month. Times 12 months. You're a fucking millionaire. Off $1.99 per month. And I guarantee you, out of that percentage of people that you get, a fraction of them will even use your program. So this is where it goes to. Are you about profit? Are you about passion? Are you about service? Are you about community? Are you about changing lives? Or are you just about the revenue? You can be about both. You don't have to pick one. I'm a fucking capitalist. I'm in business to make fucking money. I'm not going to lie about it. Oh, there's any, uh, how, da- how dare I want to work and get paid for it? I, I don't have any problem admitting that I want to get paid for what I do. And I want to get paid very well for what I do. I, I give two shits about admitting that. Everybody wants that. Right? But at the same time, if you want my personal opinion and my rant on do I believe online fitness is really worth a shit as a primary source uh, to get on the right track, my answer is, oh, fuck no, it's supplemental. It's and Now, I think that the next person who has the next million-dollar uh, wave of, of uh, online fitness or online app really embraces it for what it is, and it's supplemental to what you already do. Maybe a supplemental fitness app, right? That really keens in on that fact. That's 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 agnostic, right? You have to have an agnostic approach. My business, I partner with the local nutri shops I partner with uh, local clothing companies for fitness gear. I do not. The only I, I partner with other gyms, boxing gyms, uh, all women's uh, boot camp gyms. Certain things I don't offer. I partner. I network with them all the time. Even regular big box gyms I try to partner with and and, and network with because I'm not a big box gym. I'm not. I partner with weight loss clinics. I do this because I'm agnostic. Here's what I have to offer. This is great. Here's some other things supplemental to the new lifestyle in which you're living. Go to the shop. Talk to the owner. He's great. He's going to tell you what to take, what you shouldn't take, or recommend it anyways. Talk to your doctor. Have a body scan done. If you're looking for a weight loss clinic, go over to here. They're great. Here's four of them. Here's my opinion on why each four are great for their different reasons. Go to them. Oh, you're looking for an all-women's class? I don't do that here. But Kaya Fit down the street, they're freaking awesome. They cater just to women. You're looking for just a mom's group? I actually network with a a, a gym that, that focuses not just uh, on women but, but moms specifically. And networks and creates programs specifically to that uh, stay-at-home uh, mom lifestyle. It's a niche. She's great at it. I don't do that. I don't do that. <laughs> she does. So the next app should be very agnostic. And embrace that it's a supplemental resource to what somebody's already doing or should be doing. Like... The, it should send out alerts like, did you go to the actual brick-and-mortar gym today? How much weight did you do? Did you do it based on X, Y, and Z, your body weight towards protein? How much calories did you burn doing this? Okay, great. Now, before you go to bed, here's some recommended sit-up routines. And think. That is what an online app should be doing because that could be plugged into anything. It's not trying to fight for the business that everyone else is trying to fight for. right? So anyway, gang, that, that is my rant on this today. I went off on, I'm really rusty when it comes to these things. So, um, just know that, uh, I, I I absolutely have enjoyed, uh, doing this rant. I have no idea if I stayed on topic or not. Again, I'm really rusty, but Hey, let's forget about it. And what do I do now? Oh, fucking rant on.